Live from Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar out here at TI. Jonathan Von Tobel with you, filling in for Steve Cofield, Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review Journal alongside as well on what is uh, going to be a pretty good show today. We have a lot going on, of course, in the world of sports. We always do. There's never nothing to talk about. How about that for a double, double negative? That has always <laughs> driven me nuts. What's up, Adam? Not much. How you doing today? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Even though I had to brave traffic, i got to tell you, man, I've gotten a lot better at uh, – finding my way around in terms of, like, side streets and whatnot around the Las Vegas Strip since Dropicana came around. It's a mess, I, man. I, it, it, dude, I don't get me started. It's already one of my favorite intersections, which is the, uh, the merging from, like, Russell right onto the 15 going north. It's one of my favorite little areas oh, even yeah. before this all happened. Sure. Um, but I found, I found that Dean Martin can be your friend. You know what I mean? He's a good guy. Yeah, not bad. And and from the other side, from if you're coming from the, oh, I don't want to, I don't even want to give it away, but I don't, I know that a uh, Valley View Harmon flyover. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a godsend. Yes, it is. Yes, and it is. I'm sure because we said that they're going to start constructing on it tomorrow. Right. So I don't, it is a- I don't get like I I knew the tra- the Dropicana thing was happening, but every time there's construction, we can figure out. And I've, we've done the traffic rant so much, but. We we talked about like okay we I know how to figure it, figure it out like I know all these side streets and all all these other ways every alternative route is also under construction at the same time yeah that makes no sense do the major one let all the other ones go and then or do the the side ones first and then do the major one like don't do them all at the same time you know what I've never understood this is the one thing that always irritates me and look if it keeps people in, in business and they're getting work and they it's it's awesome. But the ones of the, the parts of construction where it's like an area that is clearly blocked off, right? Like, you know, let's say if, for anybody who's familiar, if you go down Russell um, right, right before Decatur, like that's down to like one lane. But like it's always cut off, Adam, but I never see anybody working. I, I know. I've never seen anybody in the area that is blocked off with construction cones. And then like in two months, they'll be gone and they'll be like, huh, I wonder Dude, what the, they were doing here. The one yesterday, I mean, it's, it's every week, but it's, uh, it's over by UNLV. Where it's like Swenson and Harmon. Yeah. It has been, there's been construction there for like a couple months now. It is it just an absolute disaster of nobody knowing where to go. Everybody just kind of stopped and, and bottlenecked into one place. And then I've never seen anything happening. Ever. Like I think they have it blocked off for future work. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. What, what do we, they don't have anything planned. They're like, just in case. This looks like a spot uh, that might, could use some work. We might want to do something here at some point. <laughs> Get ready for it. It's, it's wild, man. It is wild, but we want to be positive. It is Friday, as we heard Rebecca Black. Thank you very much. Um, and it's a big day. It's a good day. Do you know what today is, Adam? I have, like, I've, I've broken this down. There's, like, three big days today. Do you know what number one is? Golden Knights Day? No. Okay. It is... I, I, I love that I'm going to drop this reference, and it's going to have no – it's not going to hit okay. with you. It's not going to hit with Ari. It's not – I might hit with Angel. Angel and I have bonded on certain things, and I feel like maybe he'll get it. It is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Day today. Okay. I Now, I have played the original Zelda. I, I think it was uh, one of the worst – What's the original Zelda? One I, of I, the worst games I've ever okay. played. Okay. All right. Now, what's the original Zelda to you, old man? Like the, uh, the one – was Link the little character's name that would just go open doors? The little character. That's like yeah. the main character of the entire he thing. Would, he would go open doors? Of course. It's a video game. There's a lot of doors. Of course. I don't know. It's the, not the entire game. It is kind of the entire game. But that game I, is you, incredible. You would pick up items. You're out of your uh, mind. You would do – like video games to me are FIFA and – like Madden and NBA 2K, those are video games to me. 
like adventure games that oh, no those are great. weird absolutely fantastic so tears of the kingdom comes out today I've the reason why I, wanted- of, I have been playing a lot of mario kart lately though uh which one like 64 uh or mario kart 8 deluxe it, I believe it's deluxe. I don't even know what it is. I'm playing at other places, so I don't know what they're putting. Well, I'll just putting ask: is it is it modern graphics or does it? Oh look no, like... it's super modern. Okay, yeah, yeah, then it's probably Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Yeah. So I brought this up because not because I wanted to get your thoughts on Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom and the lore and the fact that it's the sequel to arguably the best game that's ever been created, Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and maybe this might follow it up and being even better. I wanted to get your thoughts because I saw a bunch, as you know, you know, I have other interests and video game Twitter is part of it. There were people camping out yesterday to get this game at, like, midnight, and it made me think, first off, it's 2023. Buy the digital version. Like, you don't need to go anywhere. And it also made me think, when was the last time you camped out for anything that you wanted? I I, And now, at further risk of being claimed even more big of a nerd, um, you ready for the last time I camped out for something? Oh, boy. You will never be able to guess in your wildest dreams what it is. I, I couldn't even fathom. I camped out. My mom took me for the midnight release of the fifth Harry Potter book at Borders Books. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it, was, it was, to use a pun, a magical night. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what did you even do? What do you mean, what did I do? I had to wait. I wanted the book. No, I, mean, I think it you, just started. How, like, did you have like some soup, or did you? what did you have? Did you have one of those little – I'm picturing you with like one of those Watchmen, like the little the mini TV. I, uh, no, I've never been, I've never been a, uh, a dresser-upper, all right? Those are for nerds. Okay. Uh, I just sit around. I just sat around the bookstore and just waited until midnight so they released it so I could get my copy of my book, Order of the Phoenix. Let's so what, go. what time did you get there? Ooh, this, I mean, this was, I got to see, book release, what year this was. I was pretty young. So 2003, so I was about 12. I think we got there, like, probably like 8 o'clock or something like that. So 8 to 12, I don't think it's camping out. You're just waiting in line. So what's camping out, then? It would have to be, I like, think you would have to start, hours? yeah, the day before. Like, it can't, like, literally camping. Like, you would have to spend an evening there? Yeah, you bring, like, a little tent, little shelter. Okay. All right, then I've never camped out for okay. anything. Good. That's smart. That's smart. Have you ever? You've never. You've never sat around and waited for an item when you were young and maybe still full of life and joy. Yeah, so, like definitely got in line very early before it came out, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I believe wasn't. I was in high school when uh, the uh, the first Snoop album dropped. Okay, <laughs> waiting out like we got to get this thing, and it was like a Tower Records or something. Okay, yeah, it was great, which doesn't even exist anymore. But I'll, I'll say like there is uh, to your point of like the element of of patience and things like that. I wanted to buy a new uh, a new computer this week. Yeah. And I was I was scrolling through and I was like, okay, let me see. And I found the one I wanted and it was actually a really good price. And I was like, this is awesome. And I realized that Amazon Prime, it was like, yeah, it's going to take two days. And I was like, nope. got to get a different one that'll be here in a day. Yep. Like, why can't I wait another 24 hours? I... Like I'll never. I saw some people on, on Twitter today. They were like, "Yeah, you know, I advanced that or I advanced ordered this game, and it's going to come in the mail sometime later." I'm so upset. Like, what do you mean coming in the mail? <laughs> yeah, this is the Pony Express. It's that? like, what are we waiting for? Yeah, but I, I literally for the, for the computer I actually wanted, and for a great deal, I was like, I'm not going to wait an extra 24 hours. Sorry, that's not going to happen. I, I don't know what I don't know what century you're living in. Like, give me the one that I can come tomorrow. And I'm also, it's a sign of my age. I'm probably not going to. I'm going to get Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Do not get me wrong. But I probably won't get it for like another few months. Wait for it to get a little Go. bit cheaper. It, it's come out. It comes out tonight. Yeah, well, it's out today. Like, so it came out midnight last night. You know, oh. today. Yeah. Oh, you could have already had it. Yeah, but I still got to finish Breath of the Wild. I got. I'm a busy guy. I still got to finish Resident Evil Four. I've got you know a job, pesky children. There's no joy in my life. You know what can, I mean? You can't get them in, on the video games. So they can. 
play with you? Well, we so we're getting there. Diego is in on Mario, so like that's his big thing now. So he, you know, like Mario Odyssey, little things like that. We're starting to get him in. The problem with Diego is he's much like his mother, in that he's not great at losing. So like when I whoop him at stuff, he just kind of quits. And so I'm trying to get him to like push past that barrier because he's like, I don't like it when you beat me. And I said, you know how you fix that? But you beat me. Get better. And he's how old again for the people? <laughs> Four. <Yes. laughs> That's right. He's going to instill that competitive nature. You know why Tom Brady is the greatest of all time? Because he had a competitive nature inside of him. And that's why he's in talks for a small little piece of the Las Vegas Raiders, Adam. Solid segue. That's right. Um, he is. Uh, it looks like he is buying in just like he, he bought into the Aces already. He is fully, I think... I think I could be wrong on this. I think he owns. He's one of many celebrities that own a small part of the UFC as well. Uh, I imagine he's probably going to increase that stake at some point. Um, it's this is he continues to just make himself a Vegas guy. Uh, clearly, he wanted to move here in 2020. John Gruden shot that down, so he's really trying to just make himself into, you know, Vegas Tom in his post-divorce, post-career years, which is which is cool. I think the most interesting part of this, and look, part of the story is that he's not going to have you know the final say at anything. He's not going to be like the voting owner. Like that's Mark Davis's job still. But you know, if for those that think Josh McDaniels might be on the hot seat this year, right? If Tom Brady's one of the owners, who's one of his best friends in the whole world, I don't think that's the case. It does make it an interesting point, like. Because I, re- I was reading an article today. I don't know where it was, but I stopped reading it because I thought it was kind of dumb. Um, Hopefully it well, wasn't it, No, it wasn't because like, the, the premise was that Josh McDaniels is on the hot seat. And I kind of – I was like, look, do I think Josh McDaniels has done a bang-up job? No, but do I think that he has done anything to the point where if they do, do something with what I think is a clearly flawed roster, would he be fired? No. And then adding the Tom Brady dynamic, I think, to your point, kind of solidifies the fact that this is just another season for Josh. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the case, and I, you know, I, I, I kind of thought that anyway. But this to me would pretty much solidify that. I don't think Tom Brady would buy into a team and then fire one of his best friends. Although, as you said, ultra competitive, like that's 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 the book on him. So you never know. Like the there other, are no friendships. The other interesting factor here is that now Tom Brady has ownership in two teams, right? Yeah, aces. No. I mean, I, it wasn't part of the conspiracy theory that the Patriots were oh, funneling yeah. him, you know, like parts of the you know, shares of the team, sure, <laughs> to keep him rich without this, having to pay him more money. This probably dispels <laughs> that. So, uh, I don't like. I certainly don't think the league would approve that. Uh, they will have to approve. You know, for those that think this is just step one to coming back to the league, other owners would have to approve that. Like, you, if you if an owner right. was decide to dress up, like he'd have to be approved by the other other owners. Um, and the Fox deal, which I think is interesting too, that he could then be a part owner of the Raiders and yet be a broadcaster on television, which he's not doing I would that. imagine he wouldn't do Raiders games, but he still says he's going to do it. So He says he's going to do it. He's not doing it. Okay. I mean, I, I'm obviously willing to be wrong there, but I feel like once you get a taste of the retired life and you realize that you can do whatever you want all the time, why would you waste what, – what are you talking about here? September through December and even further on to be the le- – come on, like – it's a waste of your time. Be rich. Go do stuff. <laughs> oh, man. I, sorry, I just got distracted because I just saw the Westgate posted the WNBA regular season win totals. Oh, boy. What's uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How, how many games are in a WNBA season again? I don't know, like 70. 
70? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was going to say, I thought it was, isn't it 40? I thought it was, I thought it was uh, yeah, it's 40. Okay. For this, for this, that, that's the, the Is that the right new now. schedule this year, right, that kicks uh, in? La- I think it was, yeah, last year. They, yeah, they announced yeah. it after last year, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's this year. Okay, so Vegas Aces win total, I'll say 34 and a half. No, it's under that. It's 30 really? and a half. Really? Same with the Liberty. And okay. no other team is higher than 25. All right, parody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> parody. I dig it. Yes. Uh, all right, and I mentioned it. The theme here to open the show is big day. Well, we do have a big day tonight, of course. Big, big day tonight? That's kind of redundant. We have a big night tonight. Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers. I know Adam is going to be here, uh, be on the scene for that matchup. Uh, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about what the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have in store for them tonight without their guy, Alex Petrangelo, on the ice. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at me, JVT, or tweet the show at Cofield and Company or at ESPN Las Vegas. Four years to the day, Kawhi Leonard ending the playoff hopes of Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and the Philadelphia 76ers on a shot heard around the world in Game 7. How about that, huh? Four years already, Adam. (laughs) Can't believe it. All right, so I've got two things for you. We can go planned route of good old hockey talk, right? We can spit some chicklets, sure. if you will. Sure. Or that, I have that a, be a podcast. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, or I have a story where we can just totally destroy a very nice person. I mean, that's that's probably the direction I'm leading. <laughs> After a recent NFL rookie event, man, this pains me to say this. Uh, is it? Is it? If you say a nice person and it pains you. And it's an NFL rookie event. I'm going to have to say it's Anthony Richardson. 20-year-old quarterback Anthony Richardson decided to stay behind after everyone else exited and clean up a big mess left by the players so the staff wouldn't have to. Hold on. Richardson explained that it was unfair to expect the staff to clean up the mess by the draftees. He insisted on staying to help tidy the room, even though he was given the option to leave after NFL executive Troy Vincent told him, quote, you don't need to do this. Richardson responded, quote, we left this room in an unacceptable condition, and it's not right for us to expect the staff to clean it all up, end quote. Okay. We're trying too hard, Ant. What no. are we doing? Well, here's, Okay. I would tend to agree with you. I don't think that he expected this to get public. It's I don't Malik think Willis was, with the homeless guy all over again. Yeah, but that, the, the allegation there was that it was staged, that they just did that at the combine. He's already been drafted. Like, this, first of all, it, uh, did you make it to the end of the Colts' nine-minute video? No. I did. Okay. The very end, fittingly for the story, because the Colts video, we, we said yesterday, is nine minutes. You can't watch a nine-minute right. video. And two teams had videos over nine minutes, by the way. Uh, two teams on top of the Colts, or the Colts were one of the two? They were one of the two. Okay. Um, it, was, it involved two players from the Colts eating foods and trying to guess which team they represented. And then at the end, I think it was uh, Alec Wright was doing the dishes for all these, all mm-hmm. these food, all this food. And then Anthony Richardson came in, and they were like, your turn, Rook. And then he had to take over and wash the dishes. That, that, that was how it ended of him washing dishes. Uh, so kind of fitting for this story. This is the book on Anthony Richardson, though. Like, one of the, one of the things that I heard from people as I went through the, the draft process and tried to you know, figure out and, and evaluate players and stuff was there was a concern that Anthony Richardson might be too good to be true. <laughs> Of like, like I'm saying right now, like you're laying it on too thick. Like what right. are we doing? But then the more people looked into his background, they would go further and further back, and they were like, "That this dude is unreal. 
Like he's not a human in how he acts. So this all adds up. And this, like, again, to your point, I don't believe, like, the combine thing, yes, you know that's getting out. And you know why th- th- that was out there. I don't, this doesn't sound like something he expected to get out. Like, this, this for everything I've heard, this is who he is. Which, for better or worse, like, I, he seems like he's just an amazing human being. Uh, that's my quarterback. It All right, is. I mean, you sold me. It's why, I, first I mean. of all, it's why I wanted, that's why I wanted him to be on the Raiders. I mean, I think he has, he's unbelievable talent that could, you know, change the game potentially. But um, to me, it's it's everything I've heard about from anyone that's ever interacted with him is that he's almost beyond human in terms of of character. Troy Vincent looks great, though. You don't need to do this. Let's go. Leave him. My my bigger <laughs> thing, like to to you say to destroy somebody, like if we, if we want to get get on him for like, hey, stop being such a, a do gooder, you know, goody two shoes. Uh, yeah, there the, you go. I the, like that. Goody two shoes. Uh, a try hard. Like all those things, like it sounds like it's it's not that it's just who he is, but wouldn't this be, like to to flip it around, wouldn't this be one of the saddest stories ever if he's corrupted by money and fame and NFL? <laughs> like you, like you just want a like guy he like slowly this. turns into a terrible person. Yeah, like you just want a guy like this to stay who he is and to succeed and like be this person. Maybe this is a problem though. Now maybe he's too pure. He's so pure that he's easily tainted. How about that? Luckily, he's in a nice town like Indianapolis. Because as we know, you can only get in trouble in cities in Las Vegas. But this is also – that's true. Yeah. This is also why I've gotten in trouble in Indianapolis. I made for New Year's Eve. What? Uh, you can't do that. I know. Don't uh, I've – oh, man. Like, he he is a guy – again, this is the guy. And and I hope that – this is why when people get – up, I've heard people get upset about him, his nickname thing, right? Yes. Where, for those that didn't follow it – they, you know, Anthony Richardson, AR, they would call him AR-15. He was wearing jersey 15. It made sense. And he came out with a statement like, please stop doing that. Like, I, you know, I get it, but look, there's a, a real problem with gun violence and the gun culture, and I'd really prefer that that not be my nickname and that not be, not be a public thing. And then you see people keep doing it. And, like, I get it you're, if it's a political stance, whatever, uh, it's nonsense. But for him personally, that's just a, a strong conviction in his mind so why would you keep doing it? Like we talk about this with you know with uh, derogatory terms and things like that all the time. Of hey, some people aren't bothered by it, and that's fine. Just keep going, mm-hmm. like live your life and and go on. But if somebody is bothered by it, then try not to do it around them. Like it's a pretty easy thing, right? And so like for him, I would hope for somebody that does seem this pure and genuine and good that you like honor his wishes and like don't do that anymore. Especially when it's his name, right? right. Like this, this is who you're exactly to with him. Exactly. So. I, I am all in for crushing somebody for trying too hard and being too good. I just, I kind of feel like he's real. Wow. I Back-to-back do. saintly quarterbacks. Andrew Luck and then Anthony Richardson. I don't Richardson. know if Andrew Luck is saintly. Yeah, he is. Look at him. Well, for you. Yeah, all he likes to do is go fly fishing and pick up his daughter from preschool. Well, and he, he rides reti- a ripstick around Stanford. Retired to smoke weed. So? That's that's saintly. Uh, it's not saintly. I mean, it's fine. It's well, not. That's... I don't judge it, but it's not saintly. Yes, it is. Okay. Just wants to vibe, man. <laughs> Just wants to vibe. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Build some buildings. He's an architect. That's true. That's yeah, all he wants to do. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I have no issue with it. I'm not judging him for it, but I, I don't, that's not one of the qualities I would list. Is, like, I don't think Mother Teresa's sitting around smoking dew. <laughs> you never know. Well, I mean, actually, I'm not going to play this game. Is she even a saint? I think she is. I don't. 
I, you know what? No, because, okay, so I went to Catholic school. This was a topic. I, I think she was canonized, but I could not be, I, I could not tell you with 100% certainty. Canonized means named a saint, right? I think I that's like a to step school. towards statehood. I got kicked out of uh, CCD, by the way. Oh, yeah? They said I, quote, asked too many questions. Oh, I mean, trust me. I could get into a lot of I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to make anybody upset. I don't want to. There's a Why? lot of questions. It's, I got a lot it's of questions. Friday. We're off the rails anyway. I just like we just pondered whether Mother Teresa smoked weed. I think we can do whatever we want. I mean, my big question is if you're punishing like never mind. I see. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I, I would just say that the guy punishing evildoers for all eternity oh, doesn't no. sound like a bad guy. Oh, <laughs> oh <John. laughs> Okay, maybe we should have stopped. <laughs> it's just logic. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a fair point. <laughs> it's like, you do something bad, you get punished, and we're going to blame the punisher? It's not his fault he fell out of heaven. Yeah. It just happened. And now he's doing good. Let's Speaking of punishment, Alex Petrangelo. Wow. He was punished. Wow. I can't. All right. Does that make Gary Bettman the devil? Uh, Maybe. A lot of people might think so. I think so. Well, if he's punishing the bad doers. But then isn't he good? Yeah. If he's levying punishment I, to those who are committing sin? I think so. And Alex Petrangelo committed a sin? Can't be slashing at a dude's wrists. He did. Uh, look, Petrangelo deserves to be suspended. I, it's If you if you don't think so, you're watching it through Golden Knights colored glasses for sure. Golden uh, glasses? <laughs> that would be better. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's – look, you can't do that. And, and I, as I pointed out yesterday, if you are a Golden Knights fan that's mad about this, think about if it was the other way around. If an Edmonton player at the end of a blowout loss did this to a Golden Knights player, you wouldn't want him suspended? Don't be stupid. Like, don't make stupid arguments when it comes to sports. I'll, I'll ask this really quickly. With Even with Petrangelo, I figure this is, like, I don't think he's – I shouldn't say he's not worth a lot to a money line price. But I still think they're probably close to underdogs in their home ice without him out there because Edmonton's so respected by the market. Yeah. Should they be plus 118 here? I, I feel like it's about the right number. No Petrangelo, you're on Aiden Hill as your goaltender. Yeah? Yeah, and I think Aiden Hill is fine. Like, I don't think it's a, a huge difference from you – know, I think Persuas is slightly, slightly better in the market probably, but um, maybe five cents. Like, that's there's not much. Uh, but, I, yeah, it's it's the respect of Edmonton in the market for sure. Uh, look, if with the Golden Knights up 2-1 in the series um, and playing game four on the road, they were only like a minus 150 favorite to win the series. Like, that says a lot about – where Edmonton is in the market, where they were going in. They were the best team for the last two months of the season. They have the most firepower. Um, they have the capability at any time of scoring three, four goals in a period. And I know the Knights did it, but the Oilers do it often. Like, all those things are, are working in their favor. So, um, yes, the Golden Knights absolutely could win. It, it should be close to somewhat a pick em, but uh, Edmonton probably deserves to be favored, especially with potential low out. So I think the, the price is about right. And, um, you know, take your shot. If you think the Golden Knights are going to win, that, that's fine. You can even maybe bet them to win the series. But I do think – I mean, it's not, it's not you know, going out of a limb or anything. I do think tonight is the series. Like, if, if the Golden Knights lose tonight, I think it's over. St. Teresa of Calcutta. So she was canonized back in 2016. See? I still got some knowledge up here. I still remember these things. Don't get me started about Job, man. That guy. <laughs> I feel like 2016 is very recent. <laughs> It is, yeah. It was pretty recent. That was probably like some sort of PR move by her they camp. Need, they need no by the church. They probably needed. <laughs> they probably needed some good, Go ahead, good vibes. Right. 
Schofield and company will be right back. Keep it here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. Uh, all right, I'm going to do some house cleaning on the air because I'm not going to lie, I'm confused. Ari, talk to me for a second. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Cool, thank you. You got, you got me confused there. Threw me off. That's what I do. Thank you. All Good right. no, we do it. We do have a, a chat going in the on our camera room. Yeah, all I see is 20 home, 20 away. I don't know what that means. So I assume that's part of the traffic oh, conversation. The, the, the WNBA. Correct. Oh, okay. I thought Kamari was because complaining he, about like 20 home and then 20. No, because he thought you might be confused as to you know the WNBA schedule that they actually play half their games on the road and half at home. Was well, that what not, they do? Not like uh, 35 at home and five on the road. Wow. You know. Sports. Who knows? They're the unique league. They're, they're that unique league that plays, you know, exactly fifty percent of their games at home and fifty percent wow. on the road. It's not like the NBA where you play eighty percent of your games at home and twenty percent on the road, huh? Yeah, it's tough. It's crazy. Thanks for that clarity, Artie. All right, it's what I do. Really looking forward. To <laughs> I can't believe that's what this is. <laughs> All right, read the next line. That's what's important. Somebody sent this to me. Uh, let's see. He's just early, but for three forty. Okay, got it. Got it. Somebody was uh, somebody was nice enough to tag us in this, Adam, and this is Big Game Boomer up on Twitter. So it's like some college sports talk. Know. You know, we, whatever. We've discussed it. It's fake. What, what's fake? Big Game – well, it's not fake. Big Game Boomer is a – they do a lot of, like, polls and – Yes. Like, top, you know, best mo- – favorite NBA team in each state or – you know, different things like that, and they're they're just made up to try to get people to react. Right. So shout out to Sean, who was nice enough to ta- tag me in this to give me some content here. Um, yeah, because it's the best restaurants in college towns. Yeah. And for UNLV, UNLV, they picked Senor Frogs. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> like, we have the strip. If we're talking about literal restaurants, there's so many other things to choose from. It makes no sense. And, well, in I've also never been to Senor, Senor Frogs. Is all- so if you're gonna pick the strip, you're gonna pick something different. But if you're gonna say like, oh, near the campus, like there's 30 plot spots near campus that are great that you would go to. Not that Senior Frogs is bad, by the way. It's fantastic, John. It's yeah, in a very, very lovely spot, and it's great to go to. Yeah. So why wouldn't you go there? But um, yeah, I just I think for like a college town uh, restaurant, it's not it. It's more of a party vibe. It's a very, very fun place to hang out. Yeah, I've never. I've also was surprised that it was considered a. Uh college town UNLV or like Las Vegas in general I guess they were just doing it wherever the division one programs are located yeah of course um yeah that's what, that's, what they're, that's what they're trying to do um and they're it's trying no, to get people to it's no ojos locos uh it's actually way better John it's fantastic um it's it's I mean it's, it's a really I mean for the weekends especially if you're gonna go party like that's the spot to go party there's no question but I just I wouldn't put it out as like a college restaurant we're not saying anything bad. I know. I think I, I figured when you looked at all these other places, there was a lot of other spots on this list that a lot of people weren't upset or were uh, unhappy with when it came to their respective college towns. It's a troll account. And it made me think, yes, that, like, this is probably not something where you probably Googled, right, Colorado Springs Restaurant. And see yeah. and see what you get for that town. Yeah. Well, and they'd try to find what the, what would be. And they don't even try for the best. Like they'll try for like the worst restaurant in the town, and then try to do it or whatever. It's it's very silly, but it's just to get people fired up, is get people to react. It's a brilliant Twitter account. They did uh they did like top fifty coaches in college basketball this year, and they left off like thirty that were in the tournament. 
and people were like, this guy made the turn. Like, you, it's a troll account. <laughs> don't react. Don't overreact to it. It's just fun. It's good content. All right. Well, speaking of a college town like UNLV, let's get the last quarterback who led the uh, Rebels to a bowl game on. We can talk about all of his escapades around town and uh, a little bit more. Caleb Herring joins us next. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ or tweet the show at Cofield and Co or at ESPN Las Vegas. Former UNLV quarterback and current voice of the Rebels on radio, Caleb Herring is live right now on Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company live from Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar here at TI. Here, Jonathan Von Tobel. You can come on down. Of course, great spot to watch all the games tonight. And we got a lot of shirts and tickets for you if you want to grab some stuff for the road. Adam Hill is here, too. Let's welcome in Caleb Herring, color analyst for the UNLV Rebels football team. Caleb, also a Los Angeles Lakers fan. How you feeling about tonight? Uh, 7 p.m. It's a big one. I've, I've got my Lakers underwear on. I've, I've isolated myself in my man cave. Uh, I am <laughs> tuned in, locked and ready, as I hope the Lakers are, to close this out because this is our game seven. We need this. We need <laughs> to finish the series right now in L.A. I don't, I don't want to go back to Chase Center uh, with Steph Curry and, and the potential Splash Brother eruption that's waiting back there. we got to end it now. And I'm, like I said, I'm wearing my lucky underwear. I haven't broken these out in a while, so... Uh, let's go Lakers. Wow, this is going to be an interesting dynamic. We have uh, lifelong Golden State Warrior superfan Adam Hill yep. uh, on the mic, and then Caleb Herring here as well, Adam, with uh, deep ties to the Bay Area, as we know. So, Caleb, let me ask you this. I don't want to assume anything, but how in the mm-hmm. world is Anthony Davis playing tonight? <laughs> so many different directions I could go with that question. <laughs> um, there, There is... I, I want to be sensitive to this because I, I feel like this is a sensitive issue. Uh, I, my feeling on it is Anthony Davis was not as hurt as he let on. Whoa. Um, and he's had a history of doing this. I, that's why I said it's, it's tough to say these things, but this is just how I honestly feel about it. Um, I, and I go back to there, there are people in this world who, who have a different tolerance for pain and a different response to pain. And I, I go back to Anthony Davis when everybody saw in the Memphis series when he said, I can't move my arm. I can't move my arm. I can't feel my arm. Whatever that he mouthed. And we all saw it clear as day. And we thought he was out for the rest of the game. And we looked at the contact. They showed the replay over and over. And it was like, what happened to him? Like, you know, what, the, what, 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 what went wrong with his body? Like, how, how, why can't he feel his arm? And then after halftime, he comes out and finishes the rest of the game. And I believe the Lakers end up winning that game. Um, but he was fine. There was no injuries, the medical staff, there's nothing. There's not even a contusion, no strain, nothing. Um, I think what happened with Anthony Davis, um, his initial response to getting hit in the face uh, with the straight arm of Kevon Looney um, was his initial reaction to how he deals with pain. It was, ow, it hurts really bad. I'm, it, it, this sucks. Uh, I, whatever the case may be, I'm, I'm immobilized. And so we all initially went with that response. And we don't know everything that happened in the locker room, obviously. Um, but the medical staff of the Lakers, who's been very cautious with Anthony Davis's health all season long and with LeBron and things like that, evaluated him. And they're like, hey, there's no signs of concussion. You're you're on your baseline. We're not going to say that things are fine. Let's just be cautious with you. Um, and then after kind of hearing that, 
then Anthony Davis relaxes and says, okay, I'm fine. I'm good. And that's my gut feeling of what happened. I don't know if, if, if I'm expected to believe that Anthony Davis, that blow really was concussion symptom worthy, then there's no way he should be playing tonight. There's no way. If, if everything that was, I don't want to say exaggerate, everything that was reported about his condition immediately after that hit said concussion, right? Like he was wobbly. He was in a wheelchair. It's like, okay, he's out. He's not playing. He's in concussion protocol. End of story. Um, but the fact that he uh, is is active or even you know probable for today, and there's no concussion protocol, to me says one of two things: either the Lakers medical staff is lying and they're full of it, and they only want him to play because and they're not telling the truth and they're putting his health at risk, and he's going to go out there and play with a concussion, or Anthony Davis embellished his injury um, and maybe put dubs on it exaggerated a little bit on how hurt he was in the immediate aftermath because he tapped out at the end of the game and he didn't want to come back in he, he was checked out those are the only two in my opinion only two options we have for what the case is with anthony davis uh can i throw i'll throw a third one in there what if it's and let's hear it i want to hear the third so you said or and so both you, you said or what oh, if it's oh. and? what if, what if it what if just like you the medical staff was like all right he's doing this again we don't even need to check him. He's <laughs> doing fine. this again. He's fine. We don't need to check I, him. He's good. <laughs> so, so he so exaggerated it, and I, he I, actually has a concussion. I don't think this and this is the only problem with the end. I don't think the medical staff would be willing to put their jobs on the line for that cause. Um, so, so for, for me, I could say it. I'm just a fan. Ca- I have no stake. Caleb, in it. you watched. Well, you watched. You watch. I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say you watch football. You played football. Uh, you watched Dolphins games this year, right? We, I mean, it's not, we don't have to look that I far did. back for for medical staff to be like, yeah, you're good. I I did. I so that's so that's fair. Uh, but in this case, with, with the the kind of uh, I guess the stakes here, I think the Lake and and with the way the Lakers staff has handled Anthony Davis all season long, I don't think that this is the staff that would do that. Um, I hold on. Like I'll, said, I'll make this. I'll make this one point. Likely, I'll make this one point about that because I, when you said it, I, I was going to jump in, but I wanted to let you finish. You, they have managed things well all year, and they've they've been very cautious with him, and they've done a great job. But they've done it for this, right? Like everything they've done is for tonight. So doesn't that That's potentially true. change how they're managing him? Well, I would say it could, but then I look at the Kawhi Leonard situation, and I say that was kind of the same thing. They did everything they did with Kawhi for this reason, but at the end of the day, when the injury happened, they still had to say, okay, he can't, he can't go. I'm sorry. This is his injury, and this is what it is, even though they kind of fumbled the ball with how they reported the injury. Yeah. Um, but I would say this is the same thing. And with the the amount of, I guess, I, I guess the high-profile nature of this one, with Anthony Davis and all eyes on this series, um, it would be extremely difficult for me to see the Lakers or the independent, you know, once you know the head blow comes, there's an independent doctor that comes in and also does an evaluation. It, it'd be difficult for me to say both of those medical staffs would do this. I think it's very much more likely that Anthony Davis embellished his the nature of his injury on the court. And I think maybe immediately after, once he got you know into the locker room and, and calmed down a little bit, he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Down. And it, 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 with, <laughs> with, with, all, with all the things that are going on, like, I, I mean, the game before, I, what, what happened with Draymond Green to me, if I'm, if I'm looking at injuries and at just assessing what happened on the court, like the, the official that the NFL has upstairs, watching for potential concussion issues to stop play. If I'm, if I'm an official, this is how I'll say it. What, Dray, what happened to Draymond when he hit his head on the hardwood would have been something that an official would probably have said, wait a minute, let's stop this, get him right. checked out first before he comes back in. He's got to be valued. 
What happened with Anthony Davis, to me, is a very common occurrence in any basketball. You play, play three pickup games down at Doolittle right now, and that'll happen to you about seven times. It's just that getting hit like that in the face is, is fairly light contact compared to some of the things that I would say ding, 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 concussion protocol for, right? So to me, I would say it's more likely that Anthony Davis, uh, the nature of who he is, the, the context that he's given me his whole career, um, as I don't want to say a soft player because I don't want to disrespect him, <laughs> but there's a reason Charles Barkley and Shaq call him street clothes, so that's, right? That, that's, he hasn't exactly earned the label of tough guy. That's right? what it's I was... not, it's not his, it's not his MO. So I would say that I would say it's more likely that he's embellished, he embellished the injury at the time. And once, you know, his adrenaline stopped and he was able to kind of do a full system check, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Let's, let's go play game six. So that was what, uh, that was what I was going to kind of lead into is does it make it, I guess okay is the right word. Does it explain right. Charles Barkley and Stephen A. Smith and, and Stephen A. Smith and Chuck and to some degree Kenny Smith laughing? Because we know head, head injuries are serious, and we don't want media to treat them, you know, disrespectfully and treat them and minimalize them because we know the long term effects that they could have. And I think that's what some people were upset about um, the other night. But if if they are going with the same theory that you are going with. It would explain, oh, once again, here he goes again, and they're laughing at that, not necessarily a head injury. I, I think that's the important distinction. I think there's so many people, and I actually got into a discussion on Twitter with this, but there's there's so many people that go instantly to head injury. And I think the last thing I or anybody else wants to do is to not take head injuries serious at this point. I think what I, as a former athlete, as a football player um, at that, and what Charles and Shaq, who came up in a different era of basketball, um, guys who have watched basketball are, are kind of lamenting every blow to the face or every time somebody gets contact to the head, it does not necessarily equal head injury. Um, and there's to me, at least, I don't want to speak for everybody. There is a, there's a forcible contact that I think we, we understand causes head injury when we don't see it. And then there's a player that has a reputation for being, you know, fragile, I guess, or, or injury prone. Um, or soft, I, I just say the word. I, I mean, that's it's like, okay, here we go again. And it is sort of uh, uh, interesting. And let's be fair the, the meme of Anthony Davis in a wheelchair, I don't know if everybody's seen that. Mr. That Glass. existed. Yeah, miss, that existed way before this injury. So the, the, the fact that it kind of came to fruition in that way, in itself, outside of the head injury part, is funny to me. That, I can see the humor in that. Um, I don't want to seem like I'm making light of head injuries. Um, but in this situation, I, I get how that's synonymous. I don't know that I publicly would have reacted with laughter um, that way. I feel like the way you that, that Charles and it was it was great. It was it was it's funny. It's great. Those I think those guys are the only guys who could have gotten away with it to an extent. Stephen A. tried to follow it up, and it didn't quite. He didn't get away with it. I guess the same way that Shaq and Chuck did. But those are the only three people that I think could probably laugh at it and well, not be completely destroyed by it. Here's the thing, um, though. But I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would. Like, but but here's the thing. So like, Shaq got tracked down afterwards, and he was asked about it. This is the thing that like I kind of wish. Sometimes, if you're gonna play the role, do it a hundred percent, because he's asked like essentially, were you laughing at Anthony Davis? And he says, no, wasn't doing that. But I know that I would play in Game Six, and it's like, <laughs> okay, first off, classic Shaq making it about him. But like, like, just say you were doing it. Just say you were laughing at him. We all know that you were. If you're going to be like, I would have played, yeah. I'm tough guy, Like, just just go, just sink into it. Just say, yes, I was laughing at him. I think he's a wimp. 
Now that that I agree with. I think I have no problem if if somebody takes that stance. That's their stance, and I, I again, I don't have any problem with it. And I can make the distinction that there's there's players that I know wouldn't have made that big. And we can go back to other plays in history that are like this. I don't want to just single. I, everybody remembers the infamous Paul Pierce wheelchair incident, right? When he gets wheeled off, and that's that's his way of dealing with a hurt, and he comes back and finishes the game. And then I go to contrast that with a guy like Kobe Bryant and well, Paul Pierce torn Achilles, hurt. knocks down two free throws, and walks off the court, finishes the game with a torn rotator cuff. Just a different kind of toughness. I'm not saying everybody has to have that, um, but I'm just saying it's okay to be honest and say, based on the hit that I saw Anthony Davis take, and I don't have to laugh at him to say this, the hit that I saw him take to the head, I would say that his response to pain is not the same as other guys who are currently playing. And I would never in my in my imagination conjure up the idea that Anthony Davis is tough that he's a big guy he's talented he's a great player when available but he's not tough and I, I can say that based on years of watching him and and what I define toughness as I can look at a guy like Draymond Green and say he's pretty tough he's not he's not the the most athletic not the best guy. I don't always agree he flops whatever but I would say he's a tough guy I would say he's, he plays basketball in a tough manner and there's other guys who I put in that category Anthony Davis is not one of those and I won't call him soft but I would say if those people who call him that aren't wrong, it's not it's not he is injury prone. And I get there's 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 a bad luck side of that. But when I watch him play the the, the grimacing, the owl, the, the boo boos that he plays with to me don't indicate a tough guy. So in these situations, when there's a question of is he injured or is he hurt? He doesn't get the benefit of that out to say, I'm sure he's injured. Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy Butler, you know, if I get a report that Jimmy Butler was woozy in the locker room, he couldn't return to the game. There's no question in my mind he's injured, right? Like I'm not, I'm not. There's no thought about it because he's established a reputation as a tough player. Anthony Davis doesn't have that, so there is a question: Did he embellish that injury? Is it really that bad? Especially when I watch the replay over and over again, and I can't see how that is forcible contact that should ignite concussion protocol. That's just that's my take. I I, I said I won't laugh at him about it but it's just how I feel about him. Caleb, I would wish you good luck, but I need a game seven so I can get something out of this Warriors Western Conference future, so I hope your Lakers lose. Good to talk to you, buddy. <laughs> good talking to you guys. Take care. Go Caleb Lakers. Herring. You can follow on Twitter at Caleb Herring underscore. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to Caleb call Anthony Davis soft like 10 times, you can check that out at lvsportsnetwork.com. Big 4-4 on the way.